Like, this isn't in the pod. It's not? We, no, we oh, have to okay. start the okay. podcast. Yeah. I mean, we've cold open a lot. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I thought we were still just in the no. uh, getting getting comfortable and, and you getting stoned. Yeah, we're 36 minutes into that. <laughs> <laughs> really well, sometimes are. it takes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Amadeus. <coughs> It's going to be a good app, Connie. The end of the movie sound clip of Amadeus laughing. <laughs> and I'm going to put that, I'm going to put that, drop it right in front of the podcast episode. Should that just be our theme song? Everyone keeps telling me we need a theme song. <laughs> Fuck them. For what? Tell them to write it for us. Ready? I got it. Ready? Right. Hollywood Hodgepod. Hollywood Hodgepod. Mike and Connie. See? I'll put that before every episode. You happy? It's done. You scumbags. <laughs> you put that all in, too. <laughs> all right, anyway. It's done. Hello. What's up? Welcome to Hollywood Hodgepod with fucking Mike and Connie, dog. It's me, Mike. And it's me, Connie, I'm dog. I'm coming in hot. We watched a great, a fucking, just a delight. Great film. Amadeus, 1984. So I have I had seen yeah 1984 directed by Milos Forman who did um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I no think shit. The, I meant to ask you last night what the what, what else. Um, yeah, you kind of you kind of notice that when you see the like the end of the movie when you get that tracking shot through the um, through the institution that Salieri's in. Oh yeah. And, oh boy. And it's all the different other people that are attending said institution. Absolutely, the place looks like a absolute. Fucking nightmare. Um, you know what I really liked about the film? They open up with the priest going to where Salieri is being stored there. Oh, yes. We'll get to the opening scene, but when they show the priest walking through the sanitarium, he's like, um, <laughs> he's all, he's repulsed by these people, right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And then the first thing but he, he keeps says, doing the, yes, yes, but he's like, oh, hands. God, ew. Get away from me. Yes, ew. and it shows that like, you know. Sign of the cross. Yes. He's fucking jerk off. Um, and then like moments later, he says to Salieri, like, do you have anything to confess? Like, oh, I'm here to like help people. And it's like, no, you're not. You're fucking. It's, um, it's the framing and device of the whole movie is an old, crazy Salieri who uh, attempted to take his own life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a crazy person. He stabbed himself in the neck. Yeah. And um, the movie is shown to you through his telling of it to the priest and really in great like, in like flashbacks. I didn't remember it going back to him as many times because I have seen this one previous time. This is a list of shame episode because you have never seen it before. And this was one that you've always wanted to see. So it kind of made its way to the top of your this is, list of shame. I needed to see this. I had only ever seen the director's cut in quotes. I, I Most of the time I don't know if they're ever actually director's cuts or if it's just like an extended cut. Yeah, you told and then me they that this slap- is just like a cute fucking name that they use. Yeah, it's I've discovered it with a bunch of different movies where like a director's cut is technically just an extended cut and then if somebody were to actually ask the director, they'd be like, "No, the the movie I've released is my cut. That's the yeah. movie I'm that's the movie that's I made." The movie. So, yeah. uh this it the director's cut I remember enjoying the movie. Last night, 
this is one of my favorite movies ever I just now. loved it. It's, it's um, the theatrical cut for me made that movie so much better that it, that I have to consider it, it maybe somewhere in my top 10 movies I've oh, ever seen yeah, in my no, life. Absolutely. Think about what this, some of the framing devices in this movie are just fucking outstanding. I also and love a good period piece. I like, love period pieces, but you got to think, man, this is about, the subject matter of this movie is something that you and I, as gentlemen, do not give a fuck about. That's the thing is, Mozart's I think we were talking- this is the worst part of Mozart. That we were talking about this, this last shit. night. Like I'm not I like I'll listen to classical music as a thing that I put on in the background when I'm like reading because if music has vocals while I'm reading, it's I can't focus yeah. on reading because I I might have uh, uh, you uh, might. Yeah. <laughs> you and I both might <laughs> might have a Something, attention deficit disorder some type. So, uh I'll listen to classical music but never Never in my life have I been like, I like Mozart, let me listen to his operas. Yuck. I hate opera. I hate opera. Like, like, <laughs> hate that, that was shit. good. You should it's go good, out right? for I'm one. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. What would I be? A soprano? Yeah, dude. That'd be cool. Um, um, it, yeah, it, who gives a fuck about this shit? Right. So it's a weird. They've made it. I was invested. Yeah. In and, a thing and, I don't care about. Exactly. It's a part of his life that like he's all of his most famous shit is I think in some cases a decade or more behind him Mm. where we've seen like I mean he he's been he's not washed up by any means. No, no. But like his um, like the stuff that he's also been famous since he was a child. I think they said four or something. Yeah. No, you get a lot of the vibes of um I mentioned this last night. You know the uh, Williams twins? Is that, is the tennis? Serena and Venus Williams. Williams, yeah. yes. Yeah. Their father, <laughs> wild. Oh, oh, yeah. Not cool, but they are King, the best. King Richard? Uh, I don't want, no. Fuck him, right? Fuck everybody. No, so this- They got Will Smith as his first acting Oscar. <sighs> Just, uh... I'm never going to watch that movie. No, fuck it. Like ever. Fuck the main guy. Fuck the guy. And fuck Will Smith for making that movie. Yeah. And fuck him for giving him an Oscar. Fuck all that. This is not good for your kids, right? No, and this I think This young they- man was born to do it. And his father, like, the more you, like, what... A lot of the people that are, like, talk about the life of Mozart are, like, the kid was born to do it, and his dad being a composer made his dad realize, oh, shit, this child has, like, an insane natural talent. They if refer- I help him, yeah. he'll be the greatest to ever do it. They refer yeah. to it quite often in the movie, other people, when they're talking about, like, when they're kind of um, uh, brushing off how great Mozart is, is he's like, oh, he's just a trained monkey type yeah. of thing. Like when they're talking about young Mozart. Uh, like uh, they're treating he, it like it's a parlor trick. Like yeah, the yeah. definition of a parlor trick, like a trick they're doing in the prince's parlor, like an actual. Right. Um, because that's how they toured. Right. Like Mozart was five or six. And then he was like the whole family and we're going on tour. He bought like tour food. And they bought a tour van. And, and the, yeah, they were in the, the tour together. van. 
And they all Henry like Rollins was sweat. there. He was all upset. My girlfriend broke up with me. He's all pissed, you know? And they made it all through fucking Europe. Yes. Touring with this little dude being like, watch me shred piano with my eyes closed. So Where they cover his little hands up so you can see. Uh, Salieri's Italian. See. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's made his way to Austria and he's the he's court composer for, for the Habsburgs. Yeah. Okay. All right. The yeah, emperor yeah. of. Austria. Excuse I choose to believe that right. everything that happens in this movie is 100% historically accurate. It's this not, is this is how can. this is how Mozart laughed. <laughs> I, I I fucking from the moment he steps on stage, from the moment he shows up to the moment he leaves. I just the guy. It's so in a the the world we live in now with um with how movies are um uh what's the word i'm looking for how they're like how they do like the production company how they set up um their actors how they're going to be placed in award season stuff mm-hmm. uh, it it's they would promote one of these two as a supporting actor Absolutely. so they wouldn't be uh competing for the same Academy award, award yes. so like if this movie came out last year both of them would have won oscars for Absolutely. acting Absolutely. but because they both ran which to be fair is the correct decision they are both actors in a leading role they are yeah the, not one of them is a supporting i mean now they like, would does argue it have that to be that there one is support like is that a fundamental role like, is there has to be a singular protagonist no, no in every it's just movie? now that's simply not in, what happens it, is it? it's just now no. they make it so that supporting actors a lot of the time are just co-leads yeah but then they don't run against each other and now both actors can obtain awards oh you know i mean i mean to be fair you could say that the actor who played mozart what's his name uh tom holtz tom holtz uh i deserved an actor an, uh, an Oscar. Yeah, and they gave it to F. Murray Abram, and I would argue he deserved that, it. that if you were trying to pick which one is the um, lead and which one is the supporting, yeah. even though they're both lead performances, I would argue that F. Murray Abram is the lead He's actor. He's the protagonist. Absolutely. And that even Absolutely. though the movie is called Amadeus... No, Amadeus is the antagonist of this film. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah. we are in the world... Who's telling us the story? Right, right. Like it's um uh, the yeah. So essentially, the the movie starts with um Salieri's um suicide attempt, and you have um yeah these- you have that one guy who plays. Is he a teacher in Fast Times or Dazed and Confused? He's a teacher in one of those like mm-hmm. teen high school movies. Absolutely. He's got um, like a very distinct face. This human being has the most distinct face. He's in a ton of stuff. Yes. He is one of those character actors that the minute, if you watch this with anyone you know in your life, the minute he comes on stage, you're like, oh my God, that guy. Yeah. He's been, he's, he's the teacher in. I, I think it's had. Fast Times. I think it is Fast Times. He's like a yeah. science teacher in yes. Fast Times. <laughs> yes, and I keep, I'm, <coughs> my brain's confusing the performance of. 
I'm not going to uh, look it up. That weird libertarian I'm, that's like Mueller. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, but I always want to call him Ben Stiller, Ben Stein. Fuck him. Um, um, the the um, you basically like the movie starts. It's also a great way to start. Like you have like the um, like Orion Pictures, mm-hmm. and then it's just a sh- like before you see anything, it's that strong fucking sting from one of yeah. uh, Mozart's compositions. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, God only knows it might not be Mozart. It is okay. It's classical. The movie music. knows what it's doing. Yes. Yeah. And and then you just hear somebody yelling Mozart. It's awesome. And it keeps cutting to different still <laughs> shots. They're and, setting up a lot of the world build. Like you yeah. know what time it is right away where everybody's standing around by fires. So these two the guys, house looks visibly cold yes. that they're in. Like they're wearing shawls. And these two and gentlemen. Like, and, and the like fire raging. Yeah, and, and they're, they're run, yeah. running in with candelabras or whatever those oh, no. things. <laughs> the whole that's another thing that I love about this movie is it's I mean, it's a period piece. So everybody if anything's happening at night, you got like eight candles in your hand. Yes. On one of them little dudes. Candelabras. So they, um, it's a such a French guy. From it also Beauty helps set a, it also helps set a tone. Um, because you think like Amadeus and it's like a, like a historical biopic period piece. And then this movie opens with these two motherfuckers trying to get Salieri to open the door because mm-hmm. they have sweet treats for him. And Homie this loves sweet treats. And it's like a cup. Relatable content. It's like a cup of cream, mm-hmm. but like whipped cream, I guess. But yeah, it looks thicker yeah. than whipped cream. Well, it what looks, it is, is it's, it looks it's, like icing, but it's, it's what, not. It's what whipped cream is fundamentally. Yeah. yeah. Like if you went to like Amish country and, and got, got sweets it would look like, weird to you yes, because you've never eaten real food. So he's <laughs> in your life. He takes one, the teacher from fast times and, uh, dips it into the cream and is eating it. Oh. Like to, he, obvi- he didn't have to eat it. He's behind, he like, there's a door separating them. It's, he could have pretended to be eating it. Yes. He eats it. And then his little chubby friend who's Tiny with him yeah. just starts tongue and cream out of the cup. And then he's got like cream all over his face. Oh yeah. And it's it's one of these things. Yeah, but it's it's charming human. Now you know what kind of movie you're in for. It's not overly serious. No. Um, and the first time I watched this movie, I I'm like, oh, it's a historical biopic about Mozart and it's It's going to be very serious. And then, <laughs> yeah, yes. And then you get a man tongue in cream and oh, Mozart yeah. laughing like that. And I'm like, oh, this this is not what I was expecting at all. The homie IRL was a gross motherfucker doing wild shit. He was making all kinds of pee-pee-poo-poo jokes. He was a dirty fuck. What IRL a, Mozart. What a cool guy. Yeah. I mean, probably not. He no. was probably problematic. Oh, extremely. <laughs> no. No, he was eccentric though, which is fun. Yeah, but um, he was um like you even said it a few times during the movie, he's a he's a he's very much still like childish in a in a bratty way. The Be- movie lets you cuz at first I was uh, you're so in on him. He captivates you the way he captivates every gal that ever takes a fucking look at this guy. Well, the way you get um, like the way you meet him is him like 
it's Salieri basically like walking around a party being like, well, I know Mozart's going to be playing here. Let me see if I could pick him out of the crowd. Like, this man wrote his his first uh, opera at six. It, yeah, it was you know, like his first, four, he's his first concerto the, at four well, that's and the his thing, first the words, symphony. Had, yeah, the words he was using in, in some of them are like if it's like the book phrasing where it's like this is a short story compared to a novel compared to a you know what i'm saying? Yes. And um so he's like he did this by this age and then like he's like a full opera at 10. You know what i mean? He so he what i love about this movie is you and i hate this shit and i and i wanted to bring this up later but in a lot of ways this feels like a sports movie where a sports movie will explain to me the world what I'm invested in, how it works, and I don't have to really care about it in the real world, but I can be so invested in it. Yes. I hate American football, but if you put on the right sports movie, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. like, because, so, like it's, it's, varsity blues. Yeah. I don't want your life. Your laugh. I love that all of us are remembering that incorrectly. Oh, that's Every millennial it, you've ever met is misremembering that quote. Homie's like, I don't want your laugh. And we're like, and we I don't on. want <laughs> <laughs> your laugh. You can hear my mustache hit the microphone. Wow. <laughs> we're learning all kinds of shit today. But anyway, yeah, we remember that all wrong, folks. Anyway, the movie... Um, like a sports movie has me so invested in this thing I don't care about. Like we can tell how big of a deal things are, even though we don't know what these things mean. So like we see Salieri, we know that he's a G at music and we see him read this shit and he is like moved to a religious level. They, and they, we're like, man, Mozart fucks. At they, piano. They, <laughs> do, they, do a, <laughs> they do a very good job of showing, not telling. Yes. So yes, yes. Thank you for yes. <laughs> where, yes. Where like man, you, it's a good thing you're in this canoe with me, or it would sink. <laughs> yes, man, they do. Where so a lot of it is, it sets up this world that they live in. They don't explain these situations of like all the what is it pomp and circumstance, like all the wild shit they do the for court affairs. And yeah, like the way that whole thing works. They don't explain any of that to you. You're just in it. You we have a complete grasp of it. Yeah. Yeah, you like, understand what's happening. I knew when he happening. said shit in front of the king, we're fucked. Like, we're in trouble. <laughs> Not in, fucked, but also, I mean, that horrible person who is doing an incredible job playing the king in this movie. Uh, yeah, we have to mention it out front that um, that uh, Principal Ed Rooney yeah. is, is playing the... Archduke of Austria. Yeah, right? and he's the, done some really fucked up things. So fuck him. Like the real life actor is a piece of shit. Absolute shit. Ed Rooney um, is a great character in a incredible. movie, yeah. and he is very good as this I character loved him in this. As the king, because this at this time period, you can see that he's trying to be like, yes, I'm king, but also I'm just one of the guys. And this character plays this yeah. so well. Yeah. Where he, he juxtapositions between, like, we want to skirt tradition a little bit so that I don't have a fucking French Revolution. Remember when he mentions, he was like, my cousin in France, Antoinette, yes. saying her people are mad at her. I had to look up to see, and I guess, yes, she was 
a niece of him. All Europe? Yeah, just, yeah. Finger in the hole, man. Finger in the hole. It's, uh... Thump, thump, thump. And it was how you, it was how you extended your, yeah. Yeah, you come in your cousin, and then you have a baby and hope it's a boy and doesn't get rickets. I think (laughs) him specifically, like, obtained more power... He was from somewhere else, but then became like he oh, was a, a holy. He was like a holy Roman, holy Roman emperor. emperor all that's that. why they stuff. keep calling him an emperor. It, but he yes, and he but he's also the Archduke of Austria. Like it's he's not from the. Uh, was he from Austria? One of the, he's not from. There have been quite a few, Italy, but yes. he is like a ruler of Tuscany. Yeah, just yeah. by marrying the right person. Yeah, rock and roll. This is how. Yeah, this is you know I. I got to tell you, I talk a lot of shit on the system we're currently doing. This one also sucked. Yes. Right? Yes. This don't make no sense. No, not at all. No. And his whole family was literally all of the monarchs of Europe. And this has happened a couple times in, even in not recent, but semi-recent history where they would do this on purpose, where they're like, this boy will be the most royal. Right. Through all of these different, yeah. like a little bit of this. Like I've and a heard of that. I, yeah. Even somebody who does not, um, is not interested by like this era's European it. history oh, you know and I all love that. History. Fuck, fuck, fuck royals and I, dance like, parties. yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested in this era, but like I hear, <laughs> I hear, um, I hear the name Habsburg. You know, it's, it's Habsburg. Yeah. Like yeah. I know that. Even not knowing anything about this time period, like, I know the name Habsburg. You know both inbred, but also, like, true running shit. Weird fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a name that I've that I've actually heard before. The, um, the framing, once we get through the suicide attempt and we see that the framing device of this is going to be flashbacks through Salieri's, um, uh, a priest comes to visit Salieri, and the priest is like, "You want to tell me any of your secrets? You know how they ask you your secrets?" Well, because he's been he's <laughs> been he stabbed himself in the neck and has been yelling about how he killed Mozart. And this priest is yeah. like, "You said what?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "How about you share that with me and and your God?" And we learn that Salieri was a very devout, super like uh, he devoted his chastity to yeah. God. Like, um, he, he also like prayed in church, um, that like he would get the means to be like a famous musician. Yeah. And, and his dad stuff. was just like, his you need to be like, something practical. This. And then his dad died. Yeah. After he prayed. And so he's like, well, I'm salary. Obviously God put a hit on his old man so that he could be a musician. I, you know what it is? Salieri's theology in this film is um, like flaming motorcycle heavy metal. I think he was. Like, um, I think he was um, mentally unstable the entire time. Like this movie. Birth. Like what? Yeah. Like what? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the way he. Uh, the way like they show his in father the, would die yeah, by praying at Jesus Christ, and the way they show him. Uh, as a child experiencing music when he's like in the church and the choir music and he's doing like the fucking fat neck spinning. Yeah, he literally, folks, he literally, this child is, it's like he's in Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. 
and spinning he's, his little hairs. And he's around. just watching uh, oh, a choir of boys sing. Fucking boring ass shit. It's and not he even is metal, like, dude. all of a sudden, he's in full leather. And he's dude, fucking. He's fucking. Dude. So you see, uh, yeah. I think, um, I a think fucking, it's a, a, like the most ignorant obituary riff fucking kick in the door. Gish. Dude, it's sick. Dude, it's awesome. Everybody's got long sleeves, t-shirts, camo shorts. <laughs> fucking. Nuts. So you see very quickly, he like, he loves music and his family could not care less. So he prays, um, he prays. Please kill my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you really, that's really the, like the backstory you get of him. You understand that. And then throughout the movie, you see a few times in the flashbacks, like where he talks to God and is basically just talking to his crucifix on the wall. Uh, if you're having, um, Full on conversations with God. And I mean this for everybody who's ever existed through human history. If you're having a conversation with God, right? You're mentally unstable. God doesn't talk to people. You're talking to yourself. Yes. Full stop. God never talked to anybody. I know a lot of people are upset. None of them listen to this podcast. I'm just saying. Like, no, if if anyone is talking to you in your head, if it's aliens, the government, (laughs) Jesus... It's just if you. there's a back and forth when you go to pray, which is just thinking about something. If you go to pray and someone's talking back, yeah, it's a problem. You gotta talk to somebody about this. Yes, all right. Um, I, I like how they set up the shot that's going to come further in the movie, where like they they frame his crucifix on the wall in yes. in the shot a few times. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get the part where, like, Salieri is so upset at how vulgar and terrible Mozart is, but he he believes that Mozart is... The voice the, of God. Yes. He's, like, the manifestation of God uh, through Mozart, and he's so upset with uh, God and Jesus Christ when he removes the cross and you get that great shot of like the the crucifix has been on the wall for so long that you can see Mm -hmm. the outline of where like the wall is slightly cleaner from the crucifix being there. It's it's, and then uh, he throws it in the fire. You got (laughs) But I thought he was just going to like take it down and put it in the closet. No, he didn't. (laughs) He takes it down and puts it in the fire. He burns it and decides he's going to kill God. The voice of God. Fuck Jesus! Fuck God! It is the literal... I stood up. When we watched it upstairs, I stood up and cheered. Yes. Yes! It was so... uh, Folks, I don't... I've seen a lot of metal shit in movies. (laughs) It's, um... He says, what is, the, what is the phrase that he says? It makes, he says a sentence where you think the subject of his malice is Mozart. Yes. And he's like, I had to kill, I think is what it is. I had to kill it. And you think they're talking about Mozart. And he is talking about God. Yes. <laughs> he was like, I will have my revenge on God. Bro, yeah, fucking neck. My neck grew three inches that day around (laughs) in circumference because of what, dude. And Um, I wish I had, see, this is the thing. You always got to write things down. But literally, he's just like, I'm not mad. When he starts talking at that moment, 
as the crucifix burns in his fucking fire, he's talking about like, I had to kill. He's trying to kill God. Yes. You think he's talking about Mozart? No. He's talking about God. He's talking about God himself. Yes. Because, man. because, <laughs> because with how he, I, um, it seems to play like, uh, Salieri cannot fathom that a man is creating, um, these operas and this music and the, like when he sees, um, Mozart's like originals, he even comments that there's no notations. Like it's like That's the music, the, I'm so the glad music exists yeah. in his head yeah. and then is on paper That's real. and does not need to be changed. No, homie just wrote things perfectly without having to erase. And, and if you, you were Salieri and you had this insane theology that God put the, the, the unquenchable thirst for musical bliss in you and yet doomed you to mediocrity. Yeah. And yet this pig. I mean this this his, this his introduction is him pig like this this chasing a woman around this a party. Chasing a woman intoxicated. This crude pig is your vessel for the almighty cuz that's the thing. He wants to bring the glory of God out of music. And God has doomed him to mediocrity. He's saying this. Yes. Like he's he's accepted that I he's literally saying that when he's being wheeled around the the sanitarium. <laughs> he keeps he keeps saying like I am mediocrity. I'm the patron saint of mediocrity. Yes, that's This the- theology is unhinged. I would have took that fucking crucifix down sooner. <laughs> he sees this guy but but he does so much in those hospital scenes. I got to tell you. Like, F. Murray Abram is so th- good. The show and tell in this movie. We walk in and we're like, how crazy he? Because, I mean, he did stab himself in the neck. <laughs> but, like, you know, sometimes you get really depressed and nuts. What yeah. if you got a little tipsy? Stupid shit happens sometimes. Yeah. Especially then- if for, like, 30 years you've been... You've been uh, You've been beating yourself up thinking that you... You exhausted Mozart to death through, like, um, gang stalking stuff. Right. He literally is... He does, like, CIA slash mean girls in teen in high school shit he, to Mozart. He He's like, never did you hear how much of a dickhead Mozart is? He like, never <laughs> actually physically assaults Mozart. Not once. It is all through... Psychological warfare. Yeah. Yeah, he would have made a good CIA analyst. Absolutely. Like he would have been able to yeah, like, break a person shit. Yeah. Break, break a, a person's person. psyche. He literally tries all different he pretends to be his dead father and he's is like write a funeral mess. He, he, he saw his he saw his opera and read the uh, subtext. subtext and yeah. was like, This is about his dead dad. I know how to break him. And then, Bro, yes. But the like funniest thing the is he's- the Unabomber, the, dude. The funniest, thing, the funniest thing is he shows up and he's like wearing a mask. But like, it's his voice. Like if you showed up and you were like, <laughs> and you were like trying to, trying to fuck with oh me. Oh my God. And I was like, hi Connor. It's me. The devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, like, what are you doing? I can, I can see your be, eyes. Yeah, I can hear you. I can your hear voice. your speaking voice. I like that we were watching up. We work together. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I work with you. Yeah, like we, we've hung out. Yeah. It's like if one of the dudes from Jackhammer Time showed up here and we're like, 
Ah, it sounds like your job's much weirder than it is. But anyway, one of the homies from work shows up and is like, Hi there, Connor. You'd be like, Jeff, what's up? You know what I mean? You yeah. work together. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty nuts. <laughs> and I also thought it was really crazy when he was at that, uh, you know, the fun time dance party and um, Mozart's riffing and playing backwards. You know, he's doing all like the Steve Vai shit. He's playing behind his. Oh, back. that was he's they're playing. Holding the little handle on the guitar. They're shaving playing. his head with a bick. <laughs> all the Steve Vai hits. They're playing. Um, they're playing Duck Duck Goose. It's so sick. And the loser has to be uh, given a task. Oh, by it's it's it is Duck Duck Goose, Truth or Dare. Yeah, you know, and, but it's only dare. Only dare, yes. And uh, like. Uh, Constance, who is now his wife, Constant, uh, Constance Mozart. Con- mm-hmm. Is it Constance? Dreamweaver. Con- <laughs> so I the- believe you can do. <laughs> so they- There's going to be a lot of singing in this, and I'm going to be so embarrassed when I'm she- <laughs> All right. She-, she loses the first round you see of Duck, Duck, Goose, and then uh, Mozart's... Uh, weirdo friend who does like the vaudeville opera oh yeah and the stuff. homie yeah, yeah, yeah the homie is like show us your legs and she does like the little Woo-hoo. yeah it's not even she's wearing full-on shorts full on. There. like knickers yeah, like they're like hey, below her knees and she has socks pulled up above her knees she's so she's see. wearing a canadian amount of layers under the and the dress there yeah. but yes it's a very like she, everyone smelled so bad they're play, it's like a cheeky game mm-hmm. so so uh mozart's is like when he loses his dad is supposed to give him like a a fucking challenge to do and his dad's like come back home with me so it's like i have to be able to do it in this room yeah stop being a party pooper yeah and then the one guy was like he come, gives him like the play this in the style of Bach. Yeah, they do. They do like that. Um, that insufferable jerk off does with Ariana Grande every time she's on the show, where he's like, "Here, sing like Britney Spears," and she does an impression of Britney Spears. You know, what I'm talking about. You know that insufferable prick. Yeah. Don't say his name. No, I'm not. Fuck going him. To, I'm not going to. God, I actually gave him a show. I on TV. I I've f- like. My body has a physical reaction to seeing anything that he does where I'm, like, repulsed by him. And I think it's because he wants me to like him so badly. That's the biggest problem with him. You'll He'll do something where I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then he, like, walks into the shot with a tambourine. And I'm like, he just ruined everything. Did you see the one where he pretended to be a subway busker with a Green Day? Yes. That's actually exactly what I'm talking about, right? He inserts himself. That might be the douchiest thing one can do. Like, I've known this since elementary school. Like, you can't just be insinuating yourself in places. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so upset we even brought this motherfucker up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time you get the Mozart laugh... Um, it's distant. It Yeah, but it... It legitimately for the entire runtime of the movie, which um, theatrical release is uh, 160 minutes, so like two 240, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then the right, I think that's 240. I'm not doing that. And the math. then, uh, yes, it's 240. I'm just agreeing with and you. And then, you could have uh, literally said 69, 420. I would have been and then, the um, director's cut adds 
an extra 20 minutes and it becomes a three-hour-long movie. And we didn't watch the director's cut. No, no, Because no, that no. has bubbies and there was no bubbies in this movie. No, no. And that's really There's like... a lot of cleavage. Cleavage, yes. But no. But the... Um, I would suggest if you really need to see the bubbies... Mm-hmm. Uh, just watch the theatrical release, yeah, and then just Google the Bubbies. Oh yeah, like the the extra twenty minutes. Oh, it's not going to like add to the viewing. Is experience. not worth it. And you might at that point even it be actually, like, this movie's dragging now. It bored me. Wow, yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was parts where it actually like. S- so it theatrical it too release much. is yeah. the one we want because I there was there was like a split second where I was afraid I would get. When we had to turn over the DVD, oh yes, the thing that happened. Um, yes, so this is uh, the theatrical. If you go, if you were to uh, be a psychopath and buy physical movie um, merch, uh, Amadeus only exists on Blu-ray in the director's cut. Oh, I had exhausting. I had to buy the old school. Amadeus double-sided DVD. So sick. Where like... It's really weird because one side was much longer than the other one. Why not do half and half? I, oh, I think they I think they filled one side of the disc and then the remainder went on. Yeah. They Aww. did yeah. they did pick a spot that if you were watching the movie uh without having to flip a DVD disc in the in the a portion of it, that part is a hard cut. I'm convinced we missed a scene. No, no, we it, didn't. it legitimately yeah. is like it finishes with the end of that opera that he's conducting and then it cuts to those outdoor shots that we see afterwards. So it's like it is a spot that makes sense for a cut because it is a hard cut, but it was so weird because we're watching the movie and then all of a sudden it goes to like hard cut to black, which the movie doesn't do at all the yeah. entire time. So I was like, why did it cut to black? I thought the DVD was And then busted. the DVD menu comes up yeah, and I, I was we like, fucked. what? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's right. I forgot that it was a double-sided DVD. It's like uh, when I was a kid and my parents rented a casino and came home from Blockbuster with two VHS tapes and I was like, why are there two? Yeah. And they're like, well, it's long and you can't watch it with us. So I've still never seen Casino because really? my parents wouldn't let me oh, watch you'd it like with it. them. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I'm going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it. I'm going to love it. It's very fun. Oh, that's There's a, a Scorsese, isn't it? interesting shit talking in it. Well, yes. I'm currently on my quest uh, to, in the year of 2024, watch all of Martin Scorsese movies. So I will, I will eventually. Got? He's got quite a few. 20 something. Oh, okay. So I'm up to Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. I, I watched that. So my next movie is Taxi Driver, which I've seen a bunch of times. So I might just put that on in the background while I'm folding laundry. Because I mean, I, we I've rewatched that, that recently and I was like, God, this movie is so good. Yeah. So I've I like that's I'm I'm doing that. So I will eventually get like casino. back in the 70s. They didn't have to make any of the characters fucking superheroes, you know, oh, yeah. or like characters from a fucking comic book. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? They just made a movie about a, a weird incel scumbag. <laughs> They didn't have to make him giggle or anything. Whatever. <laughs> um, I'm so mad. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite choices that they do in this movie is um, when Salieri is like trying to tell the priest, like 
oh no, you you like you must have heard of me. Like I've written so much. I, he, I think he's setting up the fact to show the priest that like some people are built different, mm-hmm. and he's basically being like, I, I've written a lot of things here. This no the real cell. No, you've never like a huge. No, you've yeah. never heard this. How about this one? No, no, still nothing. How about this melody? And then my man is like. Starts humming mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then is like, you wrote that? Mm-hmm. Forgive me for not knowing that. And he's like, no, Mozart wrote that. And he's proving the point that like he, he – Mozart was built Born for this and yeah. like – and well, like God Mo- had touched Mozart. God had given Mozart and but the Mozart voice And Mozart was going to be immortal. Forever. That's the, it's a big theme of the movie is that he wants to not only be famous in his life, he wants not a day to go by where somebody's not like, and oh, remember know, Salieri? You know, what's funny is what I was reading was that th- this movie being made reintroduced people to Salieri. Absolutely. So it almost like helped. Absolutely bring him back to that immortality he was its, looking snake for. eats its own tail man yeah, yes yeah but like i that, hope salieri lives forever <laughs> truly he's metal as i fuck. i have the weird feeling where i'm like mozart is immortal yes yeah it's yeah so like fucking metal dude yeah yeah, yeah. like he, they buried him in a pulp it does not matter how many years we are yeah. removed from mozart's death everyone is going to know who he is yep forever for all eternity yep yeah. That's insane. So metal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's like – but they do a couple choices in this with the way they do the sound design. Oh, where I like, love this. Yes, yeah, thank you for bringing, Dude. Where yeah. like Salieri would – was like playing a melody for this guy but then just in his head floats off to when he was conducting so, this yes. and he's hearing the music and they do this yeah, a full, few times in the movie music, yeah. where him – and Mozart, it happens too, where they are like um, when Mozart, the guy's yeah. knocking on Mozart's Mozart door, has like a and he's like writing. Of this he's writing music, and it sounds like it sounds like you're watching a, a movie scene where somebody's in like their living room and they're listening to music way too loud, yes. and somebody you faintly hear like Someone, hey, like knocking in the oh. background, yeah, and then. You realize in this time period, Mozart didn't he's have in a boombox. Yeah. So, like, he's not, he's not listening, listening to, to music. music yeah. He's literally. There's no record playing any of this. That's the music it. in his head that that's, he's writing down. And it's is, deafening. When Salieri has just met Mozart and he, like, let me take a quick peek at his music, the choice Salieri to do. Salieri can hear the yes. full music because he can read music. The choice incredibly. to the choice yeah. to have people sight reading music, but the score play what oh, they're so hearing is so, so fucking cool. It's so good, and you watch them be moved by it. Oh yeah, oh, there's my God. when he drops those papers because the girl's like, "Is it any good?" And he's just like, "It's, it's sublime." Like he's that, also he that's on the paper on the way out. That's why he got the Oscar. The <laughs> that's that. I also liked that whole scene. Where he's like looking at Mozart's portfolio and every time he flips a sheet of music, the song changes to what he's now seeing on that <sighs> yeah, sheet like of music. The record. Yeah. yeah. It's so fucking cool. And the movie really hammers home like these are all originals 
And you're like, oh, no, he's going to destroy the originals. But earlier in the movie, they, they show that that's irrelevant. He hears one of Salieri's songs once, and then like two weeks yeah, later can from memory play yeah, the entire fucking thing. Salieri, and adds to it. It's Salieri, Salieri writes me. a, um, this is one. Like, like a little cute march for when he arrives. And this is really, I guess, like the first time you're fully getting Mozart like, conversing with other characters in the movie because the beginning of the movie is just like him chasing Constance around a party and then talking backwards to her. It tells her to eat my shit. It's so endearing. I don't, cause while we were watching it, I'm like, he's chasing this gal and she's like, nah, ah. And you're like, but it's not problematic. No, they are. It's um. She's they're a, romping. Yes, they're doing a little romp they, together. They like each other. Yes, they and, do. And yes. they're doing like yes, they're doing and a romp. It's not like, a. He'll, it's he'll, not a. The, a one way chase. What I really like about the movie is that they're telling us so much about Mozart in moments where he we can likes see to, that he's a buffoon. Yes. But we can also see that like he's one of those child prodigy type people where it's like yes he's very good at music but like my man can just speak backwards <laughs> without thinking about it. And he goes from and like this girl being has to, cute like, to crude he, back yeah. and forth. But but she goes he says something crude and she's like you swine and like does him like a slap. Yeah. Like a big slap. Um not like in the face but like a Get out. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And so they're being cute with each other. And he's like, I love you. Will you marry me? And then the next thing is like, you can eat my shit. (laughs) And she's like, you dirty swine. (laughs) And they're they're clearly, because when at first you see him chasing her through the party, I'm like, oh, is he going to be all grabby now? We don't like grabbies. I I I don't like that shit. So the way they're, the the way the movie kind of lays it out for me as, as you get more information naturally through story development. It's incredible. Um, uh, Eight Oscars, by the way. (laughs) uh, uh, Constance is the niece or the daughter of Mozart's landlady. Yes. And the landlady set up their... So, like, before this party, they are definitely um, interested in each other. Mm -hmm. And and now, in retrospect, it seems like, oh, she's there as a guest with him. And yes. he, like he doesn't want to be there, so he's shit. just like having a good time chasing his girlfriend around. This is, this is when he's also his patron at this time is like the arch cardinal of some shit. So he's like some weird oh, Catholic yeah. type guy, and that's his patron. And you can tell that they're having a tumultuous relationship because like the patron guy's like, look, Mozart's so good. But he is a petulant child that I. He don't shows up deal late for with. he the, the best the way they break out of this scene of them like talking back backwards and, and he's like, like motorboating her boobs. And yeah, motorboating, and he, he's <laughs> like oh, my fuck. music. He just yeah. like immediately is like oh fuck my music. Yes, and goes rushing in there late to his performance, and that's where he's, he's this interesting combination of both so savant and good that he's not. That he's not on a human level. Yeah, yeah. But then he's, he's also more human than human. Yeah, he's right? operating on a different level yes. than than. He was a dirty pig, but it's not from a spot. It's not um, angry or malice. You're right. Or, yes. You know what I mean? Like him and his wife's relationship is extremely he's egalitarian. Cha- he's chaotic. But good. then like he shows up with cute girls sometimes and is like, whoopsie doodle. <laughs> like, he's, he's chaotic good. He is. Cha- <laughs> yes, he is the he 
from the moment he's on screen, you're like, I love this man. And every person that sees him, first of all, Salieri, at one point, the gal's like, is Mozart cute? And he's like, yeah, not really. And I was like, homeboy. This young man is boyishly handsome. He looks delightful. Yes. He's also like, definitely like 26 to 30. So he's not like, you know what I mean? Timothy Chameleon. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a straight up, cross the board, handsome guy who yeah. also is charming as fuck. He's so charming that his goofy ass laugh, which I can relate to because <laughs> my real laugh is very goofy. He's, people love this fucking guy. There's a, Don't there's, you want to hang out with this weird guy? The scene when I they're mean, at he the- smells horrible. <laughs> when they're at the Duck Duck Goose party yes. and he's playing, you see- Actively, like three women watching him play, become smitten. Yes, just by him playing. Just a delightful guy. Yeah, and he's doing it because he's doing a fun bit where he's like playing, you know, this in the style of Bach. But like you, you see that like he has a he has a personality that draws people to him. Everybody loves this guy. And I think that's what I mean. Besides the you know the weird fucking uh, Super Saiyan priest that he's the the composer for that mm-hmm. guy doesn't really like him. And that's how he kind of ends up getting yep. to go. And, and he asks for dismissal from this guy. And the guy's because like, no, this that's is the, not the most annoying thing is my man romps around the party chasing his gal. Yeah. You know, trying to motorboat them titties just for fun folks, you know, and they're romping around. He, but does he show up for the performance? Does he absolutely kill it? People all over the place keep being like, Cardinal, this Mozart you own because of our weird culture we have. This man you own for some reason. He's fabulous at piano. You know what I mean? And then he gets a tongue lashing, not the cool kind, by the Cardinal. And well, he's basically like, you embarrass me in my home. You will unfuck yourself, dickhead. You're making me look stupid. I mean, and embarrass him in his home just means that he walked in late while his band was playing his music, and mm-hmm. then he proceeds to stand up and conduct. He makes like a a late. I mean, it didn't seem like an insulting thing. Like he 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 didn't show up like an hour and a half into the performance. No. It's almost like his band played him in that's what it seemed like to, to me, the podium yeah and the and basically the the uh the weird religious dude in the in like the santa claus I think robes. It's like a cardinal he does look just like santa claus and he's like he's so like santa you claus embarrass me in a weird wheelchair they roll him around in and he's like you embarrass yeah. me um by showing up 15 seconds late to your performance mm-hmm. and you get i that- think it might have been more of uh motorboating his his wife's they cleavage. were in a private room underneath a table filled with sweet her treats. Around the whole thing, everybody loves treats. It's making me hungry. Salieri goes into that room because he's he doesn't go he in there tricks. looking for Mozart. He goes in there because he wants to snack on them treats. Dude, they're trying to get him to come out of his room with little treats. Oh, that's true. He convinces Miranda from Sex in the City to be a snitch rat bastard. With little treats. Yes. He also gives Constance those little treats. Tiny treats to Braber. Braber. Braber? Braber. 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 Do you have to let it lean? <laughs> um, the, um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Wait, wait. Hold on. Do you want to take a break? Um, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for a break. No. 
You don't want to take one now? No, let's do it. You ready? Yes. All right, goodbye. Yeah, and we're back. Hollywood Hodgepod, Mike and Connie. What's up, dude? So, the um the, the meeting of the <laughs> the meeting of the um minds. Austrian Archduke of Austria, the Holy Roman Emperor, that dickhead. Mm-hmm. Um there, there's it seems like on first meeting, like Salieri is like, I love Mozart. Oh, he's and a it's, huge fan. And yeah. it's the other guys in the room, the hair director, mm-hmm. I guess the guy that like directs all the operas, right? Yeah, so is at that, the time, like a lot of the directors were uh, Italian dudes. And and he's got his little chubby, sweaty Italian buddy. The homie. Who, who is my MVP. I was going to say, I was on the short list. He has list. to be. He has I, to I be. was trying to figure out the, the short list for... Um, you know, what would be in our discussion for MVP, you know, um, and it's like a lot of the characters I would put in were bigger characters and I thought he was going to be a bigger character, but he ain't. So I feel like it's him, um, his wife's cleavage, um, (laughs) his dad maybe could be on the short list, but I really think it's just between, um, the... The intro of his father when he's coming up the steps. Oh, wow. And they hit you with that score sting. He yeah, and he's standing there in a cloak. In a cloak. He's like... I'll like say. Batman. He looks like he's, like, trying to make himself big to, like, scare Mozart. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, I'm big. And, and <laughs> Mozart is, like, taken aback at first, and then he's, like, big. he's like, holy yeah. shit, it's my dad. Hell and then yeah. runs up the stairs for a hug. Papa. Yeah, papa. I hate it. <laughs> the movie does show you that while his father is, is just as stern as you thought he would be, he, like, goes to his original patron. And he's like, look, I know my son's a jerk-off, but, like, come on, man. Yeah, the guy's like, no. Um, so well, this is how like find. this is how like Mozart was making money was he was in the employ of that um, mm-hmm. of that dickhead church guy. It used to be that if you made any kind of art, there was a wealthy person who kind of treated you like um, his property. Yes, and you would make art specifically for their family or right. like the nation. Right now we do this, but like for corporations, right? The new kings and nations, right? Yes. Message. Um, but the thing is, like, yes, that he he's switching patreons. We should get a patreon. He's switching his patrons. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and I like that his father hears that he might be getting married. Right? He's like, please hold off. He's like, do me a solid and wait till I get there. And, and then, then it then cuts the next to the shot. Cuts to the marriage church. ceremony. Yes. He marries. Which he was never not going to marry yes. this lady. She's fucking delightful, Connor. Yeah. yeah. The I want them to be married. She's. The, I want them to get together more than I wanted fucking uh, Nigel and Daphne to get together. I think that's their name. From Frasier? You look upset. I know. No, you don't know I've these people. I've it's never. Very gratifying I've, when they finally smooch. I've, I've never seen an episode of Frasier. You haven't? No. Really? There's a dog on it, right? Yeah, he's cute. Yeah, I like the dog. He's a good boy. He's a Jack Russell, like Wishbone. Remember him? Is that the Frankie Muniz movie where the dog dies? No, my dog Skip. Yeah. Does the dog die in that? Probably. Marley and me. 
The dog dies in that. Yes. Most definitely. Yes. Do you know there's a website? Does does the dog yeah, die? You brought it up in the gate episode. Oh, did I? Yeah. Because yeah. remember when he choke slams that dog to hell? Gadege. Yes. <laughs> he that's really right. does. He I doesn't forgot. really need to. We didn't bring that up in the episode. Like he's like horrified that it's the dog, and he's like, "I'll kill you." It's really weird. Oh, true. You know? Yeah. Anyway, um, that was bothering me. <laughs> yeah, so Constance is a absolute, oh, like, lover, dude. delightful character in She's this entire so movie. sick, dude. And Him. she keeps being like, Wolfie, I love you. You're a delightful idiot. But, like... You gotta we, make us some money. We can't pay rent with giggles, homie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And she, yeah. like, allows a lot of his near infidelity or infidelity because she's, like... I love him and he's cheeky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, she, um, um, she's... I kind of feel like he's not being... You know, Salieri thinks, like, he smooched that um, actress woman. Yeah, so they weren't married yet then, and it yeah. did seem like he he hooked up with the main opera star in his first uh, Austrian opera. Yeah, in Vienna. Uh, and, and, but they are just dating, at that point, it seemed like because yes. then after that comes the marriage scene. Then, really, the only other time you see something that could be construed as there might be infidelity somewhere happening in the background that we're not being shown oh, in the movie. When he goes to the fuck shed. Yeah, when he goes to the fuck shed fuck with shed. his. Well, with you the gotta homie. hang out with the homie. And he's playing music I've, in the fuck shed. I have been in a committed relationship and hung out with, you know, a bachelor homie, and there were girls there that I didn't, you know. Yeah. Do anything weird with. And you didn't go I'm to the fuck shed piano, with them. Though. No, maybe hung out at the fuck shed. I like, you know, drinking and doing drugs. I just, you know, maybe it was not. It's just a one you know, room. It's a fuck, fuck shed. shed. They all kind of look like they're in their jammies too. With, with a fireplace mm-hmm. and he's playing piano and mm-hmm. they're just singing along. They seem, um, zooted. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They seem whatever the cocaine, whatever the cocaine equivalent. Then I watched this and I looked up a whole bunch of other shit, and I did not look up what drugs they're on. But remember, um, that rat fucking bastard Miranda from Sex in the City. I hope that's her name on Sex in the City. Um, I, I really don't. It is. is. I'm going with it. Um, What was what was um, what was Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker's name on Sex in the City? Carrie Bradshaw. Okay, so what was what was um, uh, the the woman that we both love from uh, from the Kurt Russell uh, John Carpenter movie? I believe it's Samantha. She was Samantha. Yeah, and then uh, what was um, the annoying one? Yeah, they gave her a a better arc in the the remake. What was what was her name? Scarlet, Charlotte. All right, so that only leaves her to be Miranda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad I helped you through that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just, forgot we were recording right now. Going through all of the names of the sex in the city. I said one's whole name too. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, oh, this is a good segue. Fucking Mozart be dressing. Do you know? The, I'm not um, making the ranch joke, but my man... Is the costuming is incredible in, in this movie, drip, dude. It, I've never seen anyone look so cool all the time. You even you shit. even said at one point, um, it's also a great shot. It's like one of the shots of like um, 
shallow depth of field. So like you see there's a crowd behind him, but they're like you don't see the crowd. They're blurry. You know, and he's in the center of the frame, and and I think uh, during one of those like conducting performances, you're like, this is his best outfit. Yes, he's wearing a um, absolutely beautiful petticoat that has what literally look like um, um, like Victorian. They look like they'd be great to tattoo um, flowers. Oh yes, yeah, and yeah they yeah. look more like. Um, like Victorian gilding style flowers so and they do cool. like, you know, an American traditional rose or something. <laughs> right, right, right. But it is so, and it's this beautiful, like, I don't know, like an olive color almost. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. All and of he the- has a full pink wig on top. Also, also, his standard issue hair, like, because homies back then, this isn't, you know, in the 40s, how you couldn't go outside without your hat on and you'd be executed or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These He's men are wearing, wearing the wig. powdered wigs, but you wear oh, all his, different kinds. His actual sizes, natural his hair. hair. His natural hair is a early 2000s punk mullet. He has a punk mullet all the way down to the tiny little white guy dread in the back. He has one little braid in the back there. Yeah. It's short up front. It is blonde. He looks like he's a lost boy. He does. And then he pops on an insane wig. And and remember, he's like, I wish I had three heads for all my wigs. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, he's like, I and love I all like, of these I wigs. I love him. I love this man. He is chaotic good. I just. Yes. Him and his wife are just in love. Uh, Yeah. There's. There... I mean, he's a creep, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, he loves that tiny lady. About, yeah. about I think it was like three, like act three. I was like, I think his wife might be substantially younger than him, but he's only twenty six. Yeah, I don't. I um, I actually didn't look to see if there was a, like no. an age gap relationship with the with the two of them. No, and I mean at that time, like you know, like Victorian England. I'm sure this is it. I don't know. Whenever this time period is, um, I don't know if that chick was born yet. Eighteenth. 18th century, right? 18th century means 1700s. I think he was alive in the 1700s. Yeah. This is one of those I don't want to look it up. I'll I'll just be forever wrong on here. Whatever you're screaming at the um at your headphones or your car right now, you're right. You know? Thanks for telling us. Um but yeah, the homies are rocking powdered wigs. Even the um, sets are great. Like, there's times in these where you don't have a score and it's just people having, like, a conversation. And when people are moving around, like, you hear the floorboards creaking. Like, it. it's everything about these sets. Every single room they were in, uh, with the exception of one that has a very questionable statue, every single other room they were in, I was like, this is the coolest room I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are w- vaulted walls, but then in the vaulted walls, there is a two-spec painting like locked in oh, so it'll be yeah, like yeah. a tri um i forget what those are called tri panel you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. like that old like that old hieronymus bosch be doing mm-hmm. but it'll be like a hunting scene and it's like you know oil paintings of a hunting scene and i'm just fucking god i'm gonna smoke a fat blunt in that room <laughs> you know what i mean with a bunch of other homies smoking cigars yeah. Be like indubitably, you know what I'm saying? That's what I want. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes in the movie is every when... room looks cold and drafty. Yes. By the way, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. past looks like it sucks, but also kind of seems like it was just wide, eyes wide shut all time. All their parties, eyes that, wide shut. Yeah, he's walking and through the fucking the 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 
fucking main square here in a Mardi Gras style. Oh yeah, he yeah. Had, is he the one? He shows up with the horse head. She shows up with the with the goose head. Mm-hmm. She has the goose on her hat, yeah. and he has a horse head. He has a unicorn helmet. Oh, that's what it was. <sighs> the, I feel like if this guy existed now, I wouldn't like him. <laughs> you know, they um. That my favorites, one of my favorite scenes is the introduction of Mozart to the um, to the Austrian monarch, um, because it's the moment in the scene where he's like, uh, he's like, well, here's here's the sheet music to the march I played for your entrance, written by Salieri. You know, this is a gift to you, and he's like, oh no, you can keep that, and they're like shocked when he's like, no, I. I heard it's it. in my head. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you heard it once. And they're like, you got you got to prove this to yeah. us. You know, Give us a that. fucking break, pal. Get a load of this guy. And and he does this. He does this scene in a way where it's like he's he's shitting on Salieri, but almost unknowingly like he's just being natural yes. and just being like. Being like, oh, that doesn't work there. What if I did it like this? Oh, isn't that better? Like he's not trying – he's not purposely being a dick to Salieri, but it comes off in a way of like – What he's doing to Salieri, and they established this, is they show Salieri teaching someone who's not as good at him on how to play piano. Right. And he's not being condescending. After all, he's speaking to his royal highness, but there is like a tinge of annoyance – do you know what I mean? So there, yes. it sounds like there's some stink on it, but it is constructive criticism, like one would do to a pupil. And then he is met with that exact same energy where Mozart's like, oh, da, da, like playing the song. And he's like, well, th- this doesn't work, but what if we did this? And he just like shreds the part and, and humiliates him. Yes. But he's also kind of being like, you could be better. There's There's a lot of arc with both of their understanding of each other. Right. Throughout where like there's that scene towards the end where Mozart's like, you have to forgive me. I always thought you hated me this whole time. <laughs> and Salieri did. Yes, the whole time. But I can't stress to you enough how much that scene. Oh, we'll get to the scene. But but um, he Salieri is. He literally believes that the voice of God is coming out of Mozart. Right. He doesn't like Mozart, but he also is like to say he respects Mozart is an understatement. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, am I, well, like you know no, because because they even say it in the movie that, uh, where um, where he's like uh, he only got f- five performances of this opera because of me. Yeah. But I was at all five of them. He has like, the pull to ruin Mozart's career. Yes. But he he's psychologically breaking him. Because he knows he's a threat, the but, greatest threat. But he sees he sees and just needs to experience the genius. So even though he's going to ruin Mozart's opera, like it's run in the opera house, he still has to be there for the limited Every amount of time one. that Yeah. Because he can't, he can't believe the emotion that he captured. I hear goofy fucking music, but this guy hears so much emotion. Suck up on my dick, yeah. like you're hearing. Yes, like- that's that's literally. I'm like, you can suck on my dick. <laughs> 
So, yeah. so that's your Mozart. Yeah. Like if we cut to we cut we cut so. to you and you're at the kitchen table. You're not listening to anything, but you hear. Yeah, you're like writing the sheet music. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly, no mistakes. The, the, the God Himself is writing the "Suck Upon My Dick" song you can through suck my hands. My dick. Yeah. It's everyone else too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. The voice of God spoke through me. Yes. Um, no. So, like you're saying, he 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 hates Mozart, the guy. Yes. But he cannot help but love the music that comes from. He makes the most beautiful music that Salieri has ever heard. Yes, and yeah. we know Mozart. Uh, we know, uh, sorry, that Salieri, like since childhood, lives for music. And it's, I think that the movie puts us in a headspace similar to Salieri because, I mean, it, he's convincing us in a lot of ways that, like, he's he has been doomed to mediocrity, and this is like a um, a um, like a lesson from God, right? You know what I mean? Like, or I, um, a, you know, God's got a sense of humor, but it's real mean and boomery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's just a prank, man. Um, <laughs> that's what God said after. Well, <laughs> like Mozart, Mozart is writing these absolutely incredible compositions, but, but because the one man that decides whether this is good or not doesn't like doesn't necessarily like Mozart's style of music. Yeah. His stuff just gets shit on. That's it. And the reason Salieri continues to succeed is because he just knows what one man likes. The emperor likes it. So if that means he makes good. Yeah, you did he, what's the one that he's like you didn't even put loud bangs. You got to put let, bangs at the end of each thing so that they know when to clap. So, yeah. These yeah. people are fucking idiots. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's basically being like, I know how to write he's, for the most important yes, man. He's a corporate shill writing some pop song, for some girl you've never heard of, <laughs> being like, these people are idiots. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. And like meaning it. But the, the other thing is like, I think a, a big thing, th- theme in this film is while Mozart was born to do it, his father also made him work at it. And also, there is not a moment when he's not shit-faced drunk at night that Mozart, there's not a moment of his free time where he is not working. The little snitch rat bastard says yeah, Miranda, this guy's working Miranda so much says, yes, yeah. that it's fucked up. Like, I'm afraid of him. He's at work so much. So he literally works, like, from when? So, so like She se- basically says he works all day drinking. in the morning, then parties all night. And then comes home and starts doing it again. So when do we see Salieri working? Three or four times? He spends more time ruining Mozart than he does being good at musicianship. Yeah. Or yeah. composing, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And because- you, we even, you even hear uh, Mozart say to his dad, like, what the fuck do I need clients for? I don't want to teach people how to do this. It takes away from my time writing the, the voice of God music. <laughs> right, I mean, right. you got it. Mozart... Is in love with himself, and oh, well, he is a brat. There is there is a scene at the at the um, at the end where he says something to Salieri, right? I think that's when that happens in the bed scene where he's like, "Why would I change it? It's perfect." 
He like, says it a couple times in the movie where about somebody's like, you just gotta take this part written, out. And he's, he's like, like, take the part out of perfection. Right. It won't be perfect. Yeah, when anymore. the when the um when his first opera fails because the the uh emperor says it has too, too many, many notes, notes and he's yeah. like, No no, it has just the right amount of yeah, notes. My, yeah, he's like my liege. With all due respect, like it has the exact right amount of notes. <laughs> People are like, "This guy's hubris is insane." Because it was. Yeah. Um, he's nuts. I yeah. like this. Is another thing about the movie, I like, um, and I mentioned it when we watched it. I like that the movie introduces. I mean, he does stab himself in the neck, so we're like, "This guy's disturbed a little bit." But when we first meet Salieri, you're like, "How nuts this guy?" Yeah. I, he kind of seems like he's wrongfully. In the sanitarium. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he's wrongfully uh, locked in there. Right. You know? Um, and then the, the, the he starts talking, and, you know, we're the priest. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we're the priest, and we're listening to this fucking dude talk, and the, oh, he lets us know. Very quickly. Over and over, and it gets gradually worse. I mean, he does they're more both, and more metal they're stuff. They're both crazy in different ways. Totally, totally. And and it's, um, like you said, I mean, he is he is bratty. He's, but he's also, like, he understands how good he is, and it's, like, killing him that nobody else is, is, uh, understanding this like, I, like I just, the fact that he's not like how is this the greatest opera to this moment ever written only gets nine shows yeah. i think that's the one that the that the emperor yawns once during yeah because salieri breaks it down he's, he's like, like if it, if, it, if he yawns if if the if the emperor yawns three times the show's doomed that night Two times it was something else, and then one time, and then it cuts to nine shows. How did it only get get nine shows? Yeah, Yeah, but he's like, he's essentially saying to Salieri, this is the greatest opera that has ever been written to this moment, and it got nine shows. Like, that's irrelevant. It's, that's it's how irrelevant. he understands his work, though, where he's like, I know this is the greatest thing ever written. You can look at this in two different ways. Like Salieri could be spending a lot more time doing his music. All Mozart does is work. The movie and not makes make money. the movie shows it through Salieri's eyes that like, oh, he just gets everything handed it to him. When? Just because he's drunk and a cheeky dickhead all the time, he's constantly thinking about music, playing piano. He thinks about music like the way Einstein thought about math, where like he's like on the bus yes, or yeah. like he's drunk in the street being like his mother, his, his mother-in-law is yelling at him and he put it in the opera. Yes. It's, that's there right. There's not a moment of Mozart's life that is not music. Yeah. And, and the, and the film is like, how dare he get to be the voice of God when it comes to music? And it's like, the fact that he's a buffoon is irrelevant. He he he. It's like Michael Jordan is a shitty guy. You ever watch him play basketball? Well, it's and also, nuts. And it's also one of those things that like Mozart but, didn't get there just by being gifted this ability. That's, that's an, he works at it daily. That, Michael Jordan 
wasn't just like good at basketball. Yes. It's yes. all he did. Yes. All the time. Right. And and that's like that's a good point. That like yeah. that like the whole movie you you rarely see Salieri actually working. God kind of hands him everything. God, God kind of lets him be in charge of all of this shit. Yeah. Without being ain't that good, really. Right. Right. Like, in, the, so, in the movies, Richard, because I don't in I, his worldview and his theology, God killed his dad <laughs> to make him a music man, but only to torture him with mediocrity. <laughs> Do some snooters and play piano like my man. Yes, absolutely. The, um, he needed to dust that wig up, fucking shred the piano, chubby checker style. I love that other part of um, of the Duck Duck Goose scene too, where um, where he's doing the different. He's doing the Ariana Grande on that dickhead's late night show. Oh, shithead with dickhead, and uh, and dickhead and, with time at night shit. Fuck you. <laughs> And he's doing. See, I'm not good at improv either. But they didn't put me on fucking SNL. <laughs> he's he's doing his little fucking. You know, this is the style of go fuck yourself. And then somebody's like somebody else, somebody, and he and they're like uh, whoever. Oh no, that's boring. And handle. No, I hate him. And then Salieri's standing there holding his mask in front of him, and he do Salieri. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought this up. I wanted to bring it up last half, but you know, we both have crippling attention to. Anyway, um, he goes, play Salieri. That's like if I said to you, like, play Mike. Like, you, <laughs> like I kind of think Mozart, like, hammed it up as much as he did because he was like, sounds like Salieri said that. Better fart at the end of this. No, see, that's, that's the you thing. You don't think though, so? You think he's just roasting Salieri? I think he's roasting Salieri without knowing that that's – if he did, if he knew that was Salieri, then he he'd know his known. dead dad was yeah. Salieri. Yeah, I love my, I love my dead mean dad. <laughs> you know, that's what he says. No, so he's he he yes, he does this whole thing where like he makes a very. It's funny too because because he's Mozart is really more the buffoon than than Salieri is, but he he plays the piano and makes faces like he's a buffoon mm-hmm. and pretending to be it's I know he's intending all this time I, I know he's it's intending like, to make it look like look at how simple his- impression <laughs> da, da, <laughs> da. yeah he's making it seem as simple as possible yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's going like don't think bonk and then he lifts his tailcoats yeah. and farts at the yeah. end and, and everyone loves it yeah and me included it's awesome yeah, because like if you farted real hard, your little tailcoats would go up. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> he's got he's he got was, jokes. This, oh, this movie was made with comedy for me. It's just him yeah. giggling and making fart jokes. You can tell how much we like this uh this movie on account in this episode. How much we've physically assaulted the microphone. <laughs> I'm moving around a lot today. Bro, me too. I'm wiggling around. I did that thing with. I'm my gonna mustache. take the mic and run around the the backyard <laughs> just with. Can I do that? And bring all this with me? No. <laughs> no, run. we could get a field mic for you. I, I know somebody who's got one. <laughs> you we'll just go, we can me. go record in the park if you just want. You're me running around the backyard. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll put the mic. Stationary mic. So you could be like, I kind of felt this way. About- <laughs> Wait, sit. Kind of got boring by the third. Sit still. You're now a stationary mic. Did I? can't even do that. 
I should have learned a Mozart part. Oh, remember they, they do that thing? We were talking about it. There's, I guess it's a Mopar. Mopar? Mopar. Like Dodge? Sick. No, um, I think there, okay, so there's a part, if you watch movies from the um, 40s or like TV shows, 40s, 50s, right? And there's a girl or a gal and they got to show off how good at singing they are. They do this one part from this ballet. Oh, that and that's the one that you know what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> you know and the one. Yes, and there's always some. It'll be like, oh, you want to be in our show? It's the '40s movie. It's always about a show. You want to be in our show? Are you any good at singing? And she's like, oh yeah. And they do and that because it's hard to sing. And this is the one that he hears when his um, mother-in-law is yelling at him about how she sent uh, Constance away. Yeah, uh, to a spa. Uh, a spa. Which I guess was like a, a weird fuck house. It was for rich people. Well, yeah. She brought her kid with her. Yeah, someone's got to watch. So messed up, man. Past seems fucked up. Everyone's wearing weird masks. And I'm telling you, everyone smells. There's lots of fuck houses from fuck sheds to fuck mansions. <laughs> fuck mansions, dude. Wow, it's insane. Wow. I mean, that is the common denominator: both peasantry and and. Um, the aristocracy. They be fucking. They do be fucking. Yeah, they be jizzing. That, yeah. That it, that would be. Yeah, people, we're here. Out, people be jizzing. <laughs> we're here because people be jizzing. That sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Ugh. I think F. Murray Abram gets better throughout the movie. Like, he's great at the beginning, but, to, but by the end, I am so enthralled by his performance mm. as both flashback uh, Salieri and uh, Sanitarium. Sanitarium. I don't want to yell. You don't want to yell. My throat it. hurts. Okay. <laughs> Leave me, me. That song sucks. So, no one thinks I like it. Um, <laughs> so um, brain just. I think way. he. I think he gets better as the movie goes on. That's oh, not one, saying his performance. That, yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm not he starts saying, off at nine. And Mosey's into 10. Yeah. You know, like. It's, it's very, very good. He's, it makes sense, like, that he won the, uh, that he won Best Actor over, uh, I, over we, Tom Hulse. If you had asked me earlier in the film, I would have been like, I think Tom deserves it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the movie, I was like, I hope he got the Oscar. And when I looked it up and saw that he did, it was gratifying for me. Oh, That's yeah. That's a rare thing. The- especially for Best Actor. Um. Actually, best picture is actually harder because a lot of times they pick dog shit. Um, <laughs> but, but what uh, what I was gonna say is, um, you know, his performance is so good. His be- his old makeup is absolutely horrible, it's, absolutely dog shit. Yes, just like, it is one of the only bad parts of this movie. The it is uh, it might. It's really one of the very very few parts of this movie that I find bad. And I think know. and I think that more has to do with is. I'm sure what they did was the best of their abilities in and, 1984, and, what, and that just, it's it just happens to, to be shitty. This movie, and I, I assume we kind of watched like a kind of upscaled version because there's a part where they're at the vaudeville, so it's like uh, poor people ballet, yeah. you know. So they're it's doing the they're doing the opera. same. They do one of Mozart's show, but they do it real cheeky, like you know yeah. what I mean. Yes, and they show you can see not only her strings. In the world of Mozart, yeah, you know, because she's being held up by ropes. You can also see the actresses, you know, I, I don't think they had like fishing line 
oh, at this yeah. time period. Maybe right. I'm wrong, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. there was also thin lines, and I was yeah, like, maybe yeah. we're watching upscale. But this movie truly looks like it came out 20 years after it did. It looks not recent because you can see people's fucking pores now, but yeah, yeah. it really looks. 90s brand or not not brand new 90s or early 2000s no because but if, that's the thing if they made it in the early 2000s half the shit would be robots and fake nothing would really be there yes. they would have shot in a green screen and just yes. put on powdered wigs yeah cheap ones and and jar jar banks <laughs> i think i mm, no he's not good enough <laughs> i almost added him to enemy of the pod <laughs> who did i want to add in our pre-show someone i hate We'll talk about it later. Oh, the singer of the Counting Crows. Man, fuck him. No, not Counting Crows. Black Crows. Black Crows. I mean, fuck him too. White fuck guy both dreads, of them. Fuck both of them. Anyway. And those dreads aren't really attaches them to his head. Um, oh, one of the, God. it might have one of the greatest. So like the only thing I knew about Amadeus before I saw it was the scene. I don't know how we, often that is. Here's the thing. Uh, folks. You're someone our age. You know, we've mentioned our ages. Um, you ever see that 30 Rock where they make the porno video game? Right. Where uh, Frank is trying to make a porno video game for quite some time. And it's good, but it's not perfect. And then Tracy Morgan, a uh, character on the show, gets involved. And it's the exact scene, but about a porno video game. Yeah. Yes. So this is like, this is something I knew of the movie. And I think I may have even seen the scene before ever actually watching the movie. It might have come up in one of those. Well, like a yes, best scenes. Yeah, in a yeah, film. Yeah, right. You can't Some, handle the something truth. like that. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. And um, it. I will say, watching that scene standalone with no context of the movie, it doesn't play the same as the payoff that you get for that scene mm-hmm. when you've sat through yes. all of the movie leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite payoffs in a, Ever. in a movie it's- just as far as like the way it like Salieri is like now I think realizing and, and is like, through Mozart is experiencing exactly. the voice of God. Exactly. And has like this moment where he finally yep. is is experiencing what he's wanted his entire life. But it's still like, it's... It's like when Martin Harris co- copied down what Joseph Smith said when he was reading out of the hat. Must have felt the same way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, so... so. <laughs> Sorry to derail. That scene just keeps getting better and better. And again, it's another brilliant scene with like the sound design where like he's telling him like which vocals, what phrases. It's all very technical what, what terms. It's going to be saying. And, and you hear the bits and pieces. You can hear him poorly singing the parts. While he's it's all fucked up in bed. Yeah. While it's actually playing. It's Amadeus' deathbed. It is so... It, it, it's such a good scene. And they they don't do any kind of like transition scene to show you that they've been doing this all night. You're aware. The room's just sunny at one point. It, How did that happen? Right. Never even noticed it happened. 
It's so awesome. It's, I got to tell you, and you are, I want to expand on what you're talking, or I want you to, uh, we were talking, you were just talking about how I, I, if you saw this standalone, it's a very impressive scene of acting, right? Yes. You're locked in almost immediately. You yeah, because you're watching the rest great- of this film because yeah. you, I, I hadn't even thought of that. You are literally watching Salieri have this religious experience with him. And what I found uh, really compelling about it is they work very well together. Yeah. Very, very well together. And I, I imagine this is a very common thing between rivals. If rivals could just do a super group, I feel like this might work out a lot more often. Um but you are so right that he is, God, that's smart. He literally is having this religious experience with him. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, it's um, it's fucking incredible. He's finally, he's he's never been able to get there yeah. on his own. Also, by the way, he's helping too. Like there is like at least one or two times where, where he's, he's like, like oh, and then no, to F this. major. And then, like, of course. And then Mozart's like, yes, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yes, but then there's, there's, the um, you go too fast, and he yeah. listens. Yeah, right? but he's like right faster. So you go too fast. But they're having, I when he was like, I got to go to sleep. I was like, oh, I'm in the same boat as Salieri. I'm like, y'all are Salieri's jacked up. He's like, he's, we're on a roll, dude. He's we, like, we got right until my hand falls off. Yeah, yeah. He does not because also they can both hear it in their heads, he's, dude. And now Salieri's chasing the dragon. Like if we stop now, supply, man. We'll, yeah. You know, if we stop now, I'll never be this high again. I'll never get another fix. <laughs> yeah. Should we get another fifty bag? So yeah. it's fucking. It's a lot playing there, and then that's that's when Constance comes home from the spa and sees the state that Mozart's in, and sees that Salieri's in the room, and she's like, "The fuck are you doing here?" Yeah. Like, I know you're a shithead. Mozart can't see it, but I can see you're a fucking shithead. She don't fucking play around. Yeah. Where's my money? (laughs) So she's basically being like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Look at how sick and tired this man is. This, this, this tiny woman comes in with baby in tow and is like, how about you get the fuck out of my house? Salieri. Salieri's like, with all due respect, homie told me to stay here. And she was like, that's cute. Fuck, fuck off. off. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. so good. I don't care what my asshole husband said. For most yeah. of the movie, she is this like ray of light, very delightful character, but there's two scenes where she brings the hammer down. Yeah, she's not there's playing. that one with Salieri, and there's the one where she confronts Mozart and is like, You're fucked up all the time. Mm-hmm. We need my like it's that whole this scene, very like triggering for me. Yeah. It, it's such yeah. a good scene. Because of how, like, how much you see her deal with in this very delightful way. So you know, like, her breaking point is beyond, like, that of a normal person. So when she breaks, like, these scenes, you, like, you feel how desperate these scenes are. Because everything else you see she her doing, down. she's so well, delightful she, and, she and always happy. and She has a very human reaction where she's pissed. And then she's just beside herself, man. Yeah. I love you, idiot. Yes, yeah. I love you. Please stop making it so painfully difficult to do so with your constant bullshit. (laughs) I'm trying to love you. 
Yeah. Will you allow me to? And he's like, obvi- I mean, he loves baby girl. And he's like, I love you. But while she's still sad, because she's like, can I sit with you? And he's like, go to bed. And she's like, I'm not going to. And she starts talking and Mozart's back into music shell music shell shock, right? Yes. He's back in the zone where he, the music comes in. He's back to, and she's still talking. Yes. I'm hurt for her because this is, it is exhausting to have to de- deal with somebody who's an obvious addict. If, like a, like, wow. It, uh, That's the thing. Not all addicts are punching holes in the wall and, and fucking shit up. Some of them are just laughing all the time. Spending all the rent money or selling the car. He's doing he's doing <laughs> self self destructive when habits. there's a partner. Like and, and not he's not like outwardly violent or anything any no, in any of never. this. He's never. just he, he barely just, even raises his voice to her. Yeah. Ever. In the whole like movie. you clearly at a time where people definitely raise their voice. His father <laughs> raised his voice. His, his father's like Girl, you don't keep this house clean, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah, freeloader, you and, live here." Yeah, and she and she's was like, like <laughs> "She said that." Yeah, yeah. She's like, "Well, you can fuck." She off. smashed a beer bottle on the edge of the table and was like, "I got your throat." It's crazy. Uh, I think this is one of those movies where I argue um, the runtime is justified in this version. Um, yeah. I know you haven't seen the di- director's cut, but I... How much longer is it? Because I, 20, I was getting there. It was 20 minutes longer. I think that would have ruined it. For and me. the scenes that cu- that are added into the movie, I don't feel like added much for me that justified that. But the two-hour, 40-minute runtime felt justified to me because of how much the movie shows instead of telling and like how you all the character development all this stuff like i think it needs this amount of time exposition and i think a shorter version the deathbed funeral march uh writing would not pay off quite as good you're you're if you took a minute out of this because i mean salieri when he shows up as his dead dad, he's commissioning him to write a uh, a death march. Even before they even the bef- most fa- and it's like Mozart's death marches. Even bef- you know it. Even before <laughs> we've um, started writing the death march, it only it only happens because. There's a knock on the door while Salieri brought him home. He p- collapsed at a performance, and. Uh, there's a knock on the door and Mozart thinks it's the ghost of his dead dad he trying to like, he, he, yes, yeah. he thinks it's the ghost of his dead dad being like, and it's obviously Sari, Salieri's like, well, it's not me because I'm standing in the room. Yeah. So let's go through this actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Mozart's one thing is like, please see if he'll give me some money mm-hmm. because he's being uh, paid at he's every visit. Yes. To continue to write this uh, uh, death march and conveniently for Salieri's lie, it is the homie from the vaudeville being like, here's Mozart's cut. Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah. Is he chill? He collapsed while playing a piano. Yeah. He's like, is yeah. he chill? Because everyone loved that shit and like, here's his cut. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this works perfectly. So he's still being like that psychological warfare, like devious Salieri until 
that transitions into him being like, oh, he said he'll give you a hundred more if you finish the death march tonight. It's impossible. I can't do and it. And he's like, well, I'll help you. What if I helped you? And the way it transitions into now Salieri is like, I think you almost seem like this is what triggers the change in him being like, I I feel bad for what I've done now. It of seems course. like he has remorse for it. Absolutely. Yeah. As the older Salieri. And yeah. even then. You have to think he commissioned this whole thing so that Salieri could listen to the death march at. Oh, he was going to perform Mozart's funeral. He was going to perform the death. In front of he all of would Vienna. be performing, yes, and it would echo through the. It's really psychopath shit. Yeah, yeah. He's like the only thing I couldn't figure out is how the fuck am I going to kill him? Like thinking about killing people is the one thing, thing is, but like doing it. I mean, he killed him. Yeah. Not really. No, he, he was never just like, poisoned him. He never no. stabbed him. He never choked him. I mean, he fucked with his head bad. It's kind of, but uh, he, I mean, there's precedent recently where somebody just recently gotten, got like locked up because uh, she like got her boyfriend to um, not exist anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that this, there's some precedent. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> definitely that that was like, he definitely was using I don't think he Mozart. Mozart. I think, Mo- I think he manipulated him for sure. But but now, are you talking in the movies world or in like real life? Oh, because no, real in real life, life he absolutely did not. No, and abs- no. Okay. No, they uh, were contemporaries and knew of each other and spoke of each other, and it wasn't negative at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, No. So in the no. movie, no, I don't I think I think he was just there's something about how old was he when he died? Late twenties? Was mm-hmm. he in his thirties? How how I, old uh, did- I think that he was actually uh like thirty two or thirty four. I remember reading it last night. It made me be like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's a common there's a common thing you see, though, with addicts that like if they if you don't get away from um, living that life of Mm -hmm. the cycle of addiction and and taking whatever by 30, bud. There's even, even the, you see, there's like a range where like your body can only handle it. You figure you're starting in your teens. Oh, or late teens and your body can only handle that to like 27 yeah. 35 it's like it's Somewhere like the, in there. yeah so it's it's he's he did a lot of this to himself it did not help that Salieri took an exhausted man who was sick and made him stay up all night yeah. not made him the real Mozart, Mozart is probably died from like died from a type of streptococcus virus okay that's what they're thinking now there was conspiracy theories that Salieri killed him, but for like court appointment reasons, not for musical intrigue. Yeah, like something with his job, job. but it's 100% not true. But the conspiracy theories existed while Salieri was alive and uh, he went nuts later in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's like people that said he would be like, oh, Mozart, but it's no, he didn't yeah. kill the guy. Probably, most, almost definitely he did not kill. The guy. <laughs> but they show, they, um, he did lose his fucking mind though. And for sure. I love the... Like IRL, not... Yeah. When when they finish the flashback portion of the movie, it's one of those things that, like, it f- finishes there at Mozart dying. And I was like, man, that was a fucking great movie. And then I forgot that they still have to wrap up the Salieri telling you the story like telling Mm -hmm. us the priest the story and when it cuts back to that i was like 
oh yeah, I forgot I was being told yeah, this, this story. Yeah. Like it, the ending of the flashback is so incredible that I was like, I thought the movie was over. Yeah. And then you still, to its credit, it did not, um, it, with how good the Amadeus dying and all that deathbed stuff I was, it didn't, um, it didn't Gandhi. Yeah. It actually was still okay. I, 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 with how much I love the deathbed stuff, going back to the, to, uh, Salieri's room, especially because like the first shot is the priest is like looking at the floor yeah. and he looks up and you could see like this man is like, he's, been he's devastated by everything. It's a he's really been horrible story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I was coming here for you to be like, I, this man blasphemes. So he keeps calling him your God. Yes. Yes. Ends the conversation by saying, I'm the patron saint of mediocrity. He's Salieri is so Catholic. He makes my grandma look like a free love hippie. Yeah. This, this dude is so Catholic and Catholicism is spooky Christianity. And when it takes a turn on you, you set the fucking crucifix on fire, man. It's insane. I, but I still, he keeps blaspheming to this priest. He's like, I don't give a fuck. With with how incredible the deathbed stuff is, the movie he, does not suffer from the... You remember when Lieutenant Dan decides he's mad at God? He's like, I'm taking you on. Yeah. He kills... He Salieri tries to kill God, and when he doesn't succeed, I mean, he kind of does, he kills his creation. Yes. Right? If I can't have it, no one can. You know, he kills his creation, right? Lieutenant Dan, he's swimming in the fucking ocean being like, I'm okay with God now. Not fucking Salieri, dude. No, he's held The Bible! He, Fuck the Bible! He's held this, he's held on to this for like 30 that years. fucking crucifix hit that fire, man. I was just like... <laughs> fucking hell yeah, dude. I, I genuinely, um, there is a lot that we kind of glossed over there is a lot of um you see multiple opera attempts of different things you have a there's a lot of ins and outs there this movie we could sit here and talk about for seven hours hours. yeah it made (laughs) me feel uh i i was locked in when they were doing these performances i don't like this music but it was beautiful yeah because of what i was seeing oh they yeah it's it's also very fun getting to see like period specific stagecraft oh i loved it yeah i thought it was so also cool. those opera houses are so fucking so cool. beautiful everything was so gorgeous the set design it looks so modern but you know um it looked like a modern film of a period piece yes um i'm sure a lot of it has to do with that it was a stage play like i'm not pot i know the past was very um eyes wide shut. unhinged <laughs> But I don't know if it was quite this ridiculous. Right. Right. And the fact that it's a stage play kind of leads me, because you know stage plays are kind of cheeky. I hope it was this absolutely unhinged. I really hope people dressed the way that Mozart did because he was so fucking cool. Uh, the, uh, The movie as a whole, like I said, probably... 
has I have to cons- like I have to it has to be in the talk for me for my like top, I don't make a top 10 but it like it would be a movie that I would consider for that it no, is I think the top 10 is just like a phrase now it's irrelevant yes. there I don't yeah, I'm have n- a I'm not actually number yeah. 1 no. then you have to pick a number 1 movie that's physically impossible it, it's never going to be able to happen it's, it's stupid it could change from uh, day to lists day lists are very important but there are certain things there's what's the best painting connor that's impossible that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's nuts. Yes. What are you talking so about? I like, I, yes, I'm using it's on it. on the short list. Yes. It's, it's, I'm, yes, I'm using it yes. more in that way of like, I would have to, this would have to be in the talks for one of my favorite movies ever. Of all time. Yep. And I think now from, of the movies we've watched for the pod is yeah. my favorite. It's tough. It's like one, two with this in the verdict. The verdict is still up there for me. I think. I think this is. I when I was making God, my I list, had a blast with this movie. When I was making my list last night, I put Amadeus at one, and as I was doing it, I was like, I bet Gore still would keep the verdict yeah. at one. Yeah, I've never seen. I talk about the verdict like once a week. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's changed my life. Yeah. No, I did. There was something um, like I, I, and that's not to say that you think the verdict is uh, uh, like incredibly better than I. Like you, no, they're no. both incredible I, but I also movies. want to reiterate: I'm not comfortable saying that the verdict is the best movie ever made. That's <laughs> enough. That's the stupidest thing anyone's ever said. It's a fucking awesome movie that is great. Yeah. I love it. Right up my wheelhouse alley, right in my alley hole, you know? <laughs> so I'm into it. But yeah. um, from moment one, like Amadeus captured me minutes in yeah. and it just held my little hand the whole way through. Yeah. The minute he shows up, ha, ha, I love him. I love his tiny wife and her huge cleavage. I love fucking Salieri. That actor is incredible. Yeah. It looks Absolutely beautiful. The the absolute complete dog shit human being that plays the emperor is perfect at this. Yes. Um, the Stooges. They're all Certainly. great. Yeah, Not those ones, but all of his dickheads they're all are great. so good. And yeah. we got to put um, the Chonky Boy. Yeah, I think. Cheeky Chonky Boy. I, I, the fat, sweaty Italian guy. There's a couple times. He was definitely not Italian in real life, but there's a couple times – I thought his thing was that, like, he was such an opera nerd that he always oh, that said he everything in I, Italian. No, I think he might have actually been from oh, Italy. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, I think what, that's what... That's what I heard about later, like, after we had watched the movie, where most um, directors, specifically at this time... Remember, they're making such a big deal about him doing a... Um, a German an opera. Thing. Or an opera in, in German. German. They're like, yeah. not okay. Yeah, yes. Unacceptable. Operas are in Italian. That's what do you mean? kind of part of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like doing a black and white movie in color. That doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, so anyway, we obviously love the movie. It kept me engaged the entire time. I only, I didn't feel the runtime. What happened was I was like, I guess I felt the runtime. But not, I don't want to make it sound negative. You know it was, what I mean? It was also like 1.30 in the morning when we were finishing I the movie. I did work all day before it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me also. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we got to stop doing that Friday night shit. Um, anyway, so I think that's it for Amadeus. You should watch it. Like I always say, go to the theater, ask them if they're playing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They ain't. 
But where could they actually? It's a stre- this is going to be a streaming thing, or do they have to buy like a special DVD? Because you, well, said, you so, said so. So I believe the theatrical. I believe the theatrical <laughs> release is harder to see than the than the director's cut. Okay. Um, in in my physical media nerd circles, I saw that there was talks of a 4K restoration of the theatrical cut, which would be rad because that'd I'll be, be buying fat. that. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Uh, but I think like it's mostly just available on blue. But I I think the first time. Oh, no, sorry, I thought I saw it on a streaming service the fir- the first time I watched this movie. I had the um, it's on YouTube. I no, I had I had Netflix deliver me the DVD when I was still paying for that service that doesn't exist anymore. Hell yeah, yeah. So I did it like that. How much but, longer do you think that company got? We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> Not much. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you like this podcast, do me a favor. You know what you do? You can follow us uh, where you listen to it. Like, so say you listen to it on that uh, Apple Pod, right? Mm-hmm. You're listening to it, and there's a little button there. It says follow. You follow us. And then your little app device will be like, hey, new episode, right? And then there's these star guys, little star things there. You want to give us five of them. No less. Exactly five. Because after all, this is the voice of God coming through your speakers to talk to you. See, that's the thing. God likes cheeky outros, right? He doesn't like when you do them real uh, boilerplate, like it's from, he doesn't like when people read copy, right? So he just likes, he likes when you kind of riff it, you know? So God was telling me he wants you to give us five stars, right? (laughs) He wants to, he wants you to headbang in a circular motion until your neck is until fat your neck with is metal nice and fat with heavy metal um what else you can look at our instagram but they'll probably not going to be anything there but it's hollywood hodgepodge <laughs> <laughs> um um and then um yeah that's it you want to talk about what we're watching last next week next uh, week's a fun one we're going to the mall yes yeah. we're doing your um uh, you had come up with a double feature that the mall's totally a bummer. The mall's like totally a bummer. Yeah, the mall's like totally a bummer. So we're going to the mall with Night of the Comet and uh, Chopping Mall. It's Dude. gonna be a blast. I'm so excited. Anyway, all right. Well, I love you. I love you. Goodbye. Bye.